Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Okay, Rugby Pick'em folks, I am making a pre-show announcement. Uh, I'm taking the heat on my shoulders as the uh, sound audio engineer. We just recorded for 40 minutes straight without the mic plugged in. Uh, My computer was picking up the mic with its microphone, but we were not recording. So the boys are going to run it back because they love the game. They love the punditry. And uh, as Barry said, if you can't talk about rugby for a half an hour, then fucking what's it worth? So here we go. Round two. Uh, taking it back. Welcome back to rugby. Is this thing uh, on? <laughs> All right. Get it out of your systems. Okay. So let me just quickly explain no, no, rugby no, no, picking no. fans. Um, so we recorded an entire podcast. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't plug in the microphone. Yep. It's true. It happened. Uh, and we're over it. We're over it. We're going round two here. This is going to be much better than the last one. So here we are. They're all amazing. Barry, our Eagles finished second. Silver. Ah, uh, they did. They did. Um, Eagle sevens best showing ever. Yeah, but still a little disappointed. Bittersweet, right? Yeah, I don't care because I was so pumped about the season, and gold would have been amazing. But silver is pretty damn good too. It is, it is. I mean, if you look at the table, uh, Fiji were the runaway success story here. They won four, uh, they won three out of the last four tournaments. They've also, um, you know, pretty much dominated the series. Uh, the US being in second place is, is, is a terrific year for, for, for our rugby here. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't finish strong enough. Those last three or four games, uh, only getting a couple of medals, bronze medals. Uh, out of the last four is probably what's cost us here. Whereas Fiji finished super strong, winning five golds total in, what is it, three? The last three they won? They won three out of the last four. Three of the last four? Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what separated the two teams, um, which went back to, you know, the Cape Town Sevens final as well. Uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to be there and watch that. And uh, the US were outclassed there. So unfortunately, uh, we haven't got there. But we should be very, very. We should be very, very happy with with what's happening. Boys, pour some out for uh, Falanua. Pour out, pour it, Johnny. Pour out. No, don't clank. Pour it. Pour it in. Well, pour we had plates in, in the last time and actually poured them out. Pour it in my mouth. That audio's gone. Uh, either way, it sucks. A uh, good guy went down with a bad tib-fib injury, but our boys cleaned up at the end of year awards. Uh, golf clap for Ben Pinkelman, who deserved. The USA dream team. season long dream team. Also, Thomasine got in on the action. Hold on, that guy, Stephen Thompson. And Falanua, uh, who went down. Uh, but we also had the top try score, Carlin Isles, 50 tries. Coach of the year, Mike Friday. Don't hold me on that number. I just said a really round number. It's like 53. Yeah. And uh, we also had Danny Barrett. Uh, he he just likes to have fun. He seems like a guy that plays professional rugby but doesn't take it too seriously until family. it's time to play. Yeah, comes from a rugby family. 
Cow Bears, like OG. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I think Danny Barrett is, uh, is 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 a complete rugby player. He brings a physicality. He's a, a an outstanding defender, um, and he's also got great skills. He's he's a good ball player as well. So he he's the whole package. And um, yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, possible selection for the Boys. 15s. Or which one of these? Which one of these guys from this Eagle setup is gonna is gonna actually come into Gary Gold's thinking? What, what you know, Gary's smart enough to to call Friday and say, "Hey, I want some of your guys on the squad." Uh, Johnny, who do you think is gonna be there when the final cuts are made? I like the it's pure fitness coming out of an entire sevens season. Uh, what that brings to the flanker position. So you look at the back row opportunities with Danny Barrett and specifically Ben Pinkelman as well and what they would bring to the back row. Yeah. And that that's a difference maker when you're trying to knock off in a very difficult pool for the U.S. When you're trying to wa- knock off at least one – you're trying to beat Tonga, one. you got to beat Tonga. We're going to beat England. Uh, and then the you're record. trying to knock off a tier one team in Argentina, France, or England. Uh, that's a that's a high mountain to climb. In order to do that, you need a work rate like uh, you know. I mean, think of Thierry Dusatois if you're a French fan, yeah. or Richie McGaugh. We're speaking about Zealand, Smith earlier, one Smith of your favorites, South oh. Africa. Sheer work rate that he brought from the sevens pitch to the fifteens pitch. Now that's it, and. That I think is what uh, a Pinkelman can bring and a Barrett as well. Barrett as well. There I you go. It. I like that. I like that call, Johnny. I mean, we, we were speculating would Gary Gold look at some of the some of these guys. Yeah, those two for sure. A lot of uh, USA rugby fans would be really excited to see Colin Isles and, and Perry Baker at the at the World Cup 15s. But realistically, Chances are realistically as good as they are on the sevens field. Uh, I don't think any of us are convinced that they would make the same impact in 15s. Still nice to see Perry there, possibly as a bolter, but without having shown us what he can do in 15s, is it really worth the gamble versus some of these guys who are performing week in, week out in right. Major League Rugby? So stumping here hard for Pinkelman Barrett 2019. Yeah, I think Falau would have had a shot too, but um, I think a year is enough time to get back for Tokyo 2020. Of course, it just sucks. You're hitting your stride with your team. You're the freaking quarterback. And you break yeah. your leg. All good, but enjoy uh, the TV time, Flau. If there's if, some really good streaming content, if we're out there. stumping for a Barrett Pinkelman ticket. Who's the president? Who's the VP? Well, come on, Pinkelman. I, I love you. You're my guy. You're the president. Danny Barrett is your very, very rambunctious VP. But I swear to God, Pinkelman, he just works so damn hard at those breakdowns. I tell you, John. I think then he makes a good VP because we, we all know the president's a figurehead and the vice president actually does the hard yards, right? So then Barrett is Look, the fit. I've, like, I've been a big fan of Danny Barrett's for a long time now. Have uh, we ever had uh, a president with a beard? Nah, dude. He's, he's a freaking machine, man. He's one of the best players in the world in sevens. And, and, and I'm positive he could make an impact in 15s, but he would need to get back playing 15s pretty quickly if he's going to come into contention I would have thought he needs he needs time in in the 15s game to really stake a claim for that World Cup Eagle 7s what a phenomenal year came on I hope you're coming back this summer we'll see a Barbo 7s but either way we took silver and uh, fuck that was a hell of a year but on to the MLR let's breeze through the first game Um, but boys I first have a confession to tell you I have an addiction I'm picking Utah all the time, even though it doesn't make any sense. I just keep picking them, and uh, they don't win when I pick them. Uh, the Houston Sabercats dust uh, the Utah Warriors. Well, I wouldn't say it was a dusting, but they won uh, by seven on the road. Is that it? Uh, Houston won by four. 
Okay. So it was a little closer than uh, than we thought, but Houston, as most thought, kept their hot streak going. They did. And uh, we called this one, guys, and, and I'm just going to give us a little uh, tip of the hat here because our, our predictions on Rugby Pick'em, after all, this is a Rugby Prediction and Pick'em show. Uh, we, we went four out of four here, fellas. Um, yeah, Brandon threw out a few ridiculous ideas i pick with my emotions he, he, he a few emotional picks for you know for those of you who don't really you know want to think with your heads um but yeah we did great we, we went four out of four here uh, johnny and um brendan uh, you went seven points houston initially and then changed your mind went utah johnny you said nine points houston and i said seven to ten and it was houston by four so uh we, we i think we we got this one right uh, and uh, well done to Houston. I mean, t- typical, uh, exactly what we'd hope from them to finish the season. Yeah, good finish from Houston. A pre-congratulations to the Houston uh, ownership for signing Paul Emmerich as your full-time coach next year. We're just giving you a pre-congratulations. You made a great choice. Yeah, they haven't actually done that yet, though. No, no, no. We're pre-congratulating. pre oh, You made a great choice. Paul's going to be a great coach, <laughs> and we wish you all the success in the world. Yeah, good stuff, Houston. Well done, and guys. And Utah, stop teasing me. Okay? Yeah. Just win some games. I yep. love you. Yeah. Um, next game, battle, Beast of the East. The financial market battle. We said this was going to be a pick'em game. We said it was going to come down to the wire. I watched this game. Um, Rooney at Toronto, right? There, there was a bit of a narrative here, and it was just hard-nosed rugby. Bless you, Marty. Bless you. Deep breaths. <laughs> it was hard-nosed rugby. That's what it was. And Johnny... <laughs> I did say earlier that Toronto played caveman rugby, very assumptive of me, but my God, they are the pick-and-go champions of the MLR. <laughs> my guy, Mike Shepard, uh, nobody's better at a one-meter pick-and-go in retention than Mike Shepard. Toronto wins this game at the death, pick-and-going at the line. They're down two points. Sorry, one point. They swing it back. Sam Malcolm, drop goal in the pocket. Drop game over. goal. Love to see it. It's a lost art. The drop goal. And Johnny, I can tell you, we called this one as well. Um, guys, uh, Brennan uh, bucked the trend, went with Rooney. Uh, again, an emotional pick. But Johnny, you said three points, and, and I said Toronto by five points, and uh, it was Toronto by two. Uh, we, we predicted that it would be a slugfest, that these guys would come at each other with everything because there was so much at stake in this game. And um, yeah, it turned out that way. And uh, again, the drop goal, drama. Huh? There was the a theater, lot of drama. The theater. I mean, there was a, it was a huge moment for, uh, for you know, for 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 both clubs, and 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 they they, they you know the home team got 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 the job done. So well done, Toronto. Are you not entertained? You should be. There was thirty two hundred in the stand um, for the arrows uh, up the arrows, as the uh, Canadians say. They're they're hopping on board. There was a halftime report. I got to tell you, it was the fucking funniest thing I ever heard. Let me just go on the record and say, I love how the MLR is very raw. Okay, we're we're trying to do productions across the country all the time on short notice. Mm -hmm. The sideline reporting at halftime was literally three minutes of Toronto gossip. Not one word of rugby, but uh, Sarah, our sideline reporter, she told us, Drake is coming to the NBA Finals game tonight. President Obama is in town for the NBA Finals game tonight. We have Rory McIlroy. I go, is she going to say anything rugby? I swear I to God, like I, that. I, it was three engaging. minutes of, of Toronto gossip. But boy, was I love it entertaining. That. I love so it. I kind of like how like raw and kind of unprofessional you love it is see, sometimes. You love I love to see it. it. I love it. Well, I didn't see that, but it, it, it sounds like 
<laughs> why are we even showing this shit? Can we please get under the? Well, you know, it's a a young pretty lady who has some inside information that we need to hear. Yeah, and that's classic sports. So, you know, reporting. A total deviation. It's from topical. The game. It's topical. That's where they are. <laughs> but guys, it was a really it's good game. Better than talking about the weather, bro. It, so it was no halftime really analysis whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, at least I, I know who was thing. going to the Raptor yeah, game. Dude, later that's that the beautiful thing about it. You know, it's a new league. You can try different stuff. Like it doesn't even matter. Like what? Do you, uh, what who's gonna heckle you? I get it. Uh, guys, except for us. We're I liked a few people here. I like Quill. I used to think he had bad hands when he made the 15 World Cup team. He just seemed to drop the ball a lot. He had a pick. Six at flanker, massive game was getting in scuffles all day with front rowers. Mm-hmm. I love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Spark plug for New York, and um, boy, I mean, Toronto played this really boring version of defense in the 67th minute for about 10 phases. They made tackles and they didn't even contest the rock, no. and eventually New York turned it over. But you talk about feet. the style of game, Barry. Do yeah. these East Coast teams play a little more caveman than the West Coast teams? Absolutely, they do, and 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 that's because they play in in pretty cold, shitty weather most of the year, and that's how they've learned their rugby as as youngsters. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's different ways to play this game, and 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 the conditions will will often dictate how you play, and so so any any championship winning team. We'll have to have all these bases covered. They're, they're going to have to play in wet, shitty, snowy conditions even. Yeah. They're going to have to play on a hot, dry day, humid. You know, it, it, it just can the team adjust according to the conditions. And, 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 and again, turf also, it's, it's not easy. You, you can't prepare for all of this. But the teams that can play on all surfaces in all conditions... Tend to tend to come out on top. So if Toronto's playing 15 on their feet, they're basically flipping the script where like typically it's really challenging and, and, and energy sapping to play a lot of defense, but they're, yeah, they're putting saying, the pressure uh, on well, the well, offense the and then eventually they're going to make – betting that they're going to make a mistake. Well, Johnny, we've seen this from the All Blacks. Uh, they came with this tactic. They were prepared to defend uh, 63, 68%. Uh, you know, they would concede that sort of position to the opposition. You're right. You're when exactly they were under right. pressure. But they would come out on top. They won so many test matches. Line speed. With less than, exactly. It's line speed. It's pressure. It's commitment, attacking the breakdown. Commitment to the shape of your Correct. defense. And this yes. is what we've been, what Brendan and I were trying to introduce with our college team is, is the ability to, 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 to counterattack, uh, you know, when another team is throwing, you know, multiple phases at you. When the opportunity presents itself, correct, and be selective about and when reacting, you go for and them. reacting quickly to that opportunity. Uh, so that's another way to play the game. And I've watched the All Blacks skin off many a team that have outplayed them for long periods, and and bang, they hit them back with that counter punch through solid defense press. And uh, yeah, that that that's that's another way to play the game. Great and, point. And, and and Toronto with that solid forward pack and good defensive system they, they, they're a team that wants to play that way good point uh, and they probably should given the conditions they're going to play in tell you what caveman rugby ain't bad if you're winning games that's it uh, I have to realign my stat guy quote from last week Toronto was not undefeated at home they lost one game to NOLA but they had to close seven straight games to get in and they did so Toronto is in it's early Sunday morning NOLA obviously reads this script they say if we win we're in San Diego knows if they win, they have a number one seed. Gentlemen, Torero Stadium, packed house. It was the biggest crowd they ever had on record. Pete Steinberg, Johnny, who, by the way, is my new favorite uh, color commentary guy, 
<laughs> he gets, just loves to dig in the analytics. Yeah, he he gets, also let me know that a source texted him and said that the vendors were running out of food. These are the kind of in-game updates I need, people. The guy's all about the data when he was a coach. He was all about the data points. And I love how he digs in. He's actually yeah. great. So Nola went down there. Barry, we made our picks. For the most part, we said San Diego is going to win. But my heart really wanted Nola. I yeah, love Taylor yeah, Houghton to you, death. You held, out, you held out on the others, and you actually were convinced and, 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 yeah. and switched Utah last minute. This time around, you, didn't, you, you stuck on San Diego. Yeah. You said San Diego would win by 10. Uh, Johnny, you said they'd win by 13, and I said they'd win by 14, and, and gentlemen, they won by 12. So, exactly. once again, rugby pick him on fire with this one, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we really should get, get a bigger following when we do on, on sports betting, because that, that was that was spot on, boys. Well done. I mean, it was a great game. It was not in the first 20, 3 to nothing. Uh, Patty Ryan is a name that jumps to our attention. Mm. Uh, this, this prop, man, he's freaking throwing fists with Quill. Which I love. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Wrong game. Hold on. Either way, the, the scrum's going to deck, and Patty Ryan's not happy. Him and the, the Nola front row exchanging blows all week, mm. and uh, he scores the first try. You know, and, and, and later on in the game, he throws a cutout pass to his wing, Nick Boyer. Goes right by the defender's nose. I mean, I tell you, this yeah. prop, he's got a freaking Dude. arm on him. Two. two defenders. Two, two arms. Yeah. He almost skinned two noses right there. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in the game, Patty Ryan proceeds to run up, grab the ball in their own 22 when they had milked a penalty, and take a quick tap. Uh, a prop. Yeah. He was feeling himself. That's what you call a heat check in rugby. Uh, luckily for him, Scott Green whistled the dead, said he didn't take it in front of the mark. When the camera cut to the sideline, the entire San Diego team was cracking up at the fact that they're prop Look, trying uh, to take a quick. There's time. absolutely no doubt he'll he, he'll, love he'll, to see he'll, it. he'll take a he'll take a big hefty fine in some some way. <laughs> <shape or laughs> Kangaroo that. court, Kangaroo court. He is absolutely yeah. toast. But um, no, it's a really stupid thing to do. Sorry, San- mate. It's not a, not yeah. a good idea, man. You just got to kind of take back yourself. There. Hey, we saw Chad go earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love a little prop time. Mean, we're we're, we're, we're <laughs> playoff time here, mate. You know, yeah. we you, we can do. Either way, New Orleans, they struggle all game. And uh, Holden Younger was our first ever spiciest scrummy. Yes, we will get back to that segment. Uh, But today, his pass wasn't on. He couldn't find Howden's hand at 10. And um, San Diego, they knew they just had to win to get home field. Nola needed four tries to really kind of push it over. All of a sudden, they find themselves in the second half. One try in. Barely even scored. It was a tough day all 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 day for Nola. Mm. Um, there was an intercept try through a couple pro, uh, second rowers. Yep. Vera Malua touched it down. The old Fijian. Yes, uh, Vera Malua, an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. In what? Fiji sevens. What are you talking about? Oh right, thank you. <laughs> so I, I was uh, for some uh, for another reason. I thought it might have been. Well, he's swimming. I bet yeah, he could I throw guess, a pretty uh, good uh, uh, discus javelin. Okay. Now nah. nah, maybe. <laughs> Well, just, hold on, hold on. Just bring in one thing. Last thing on this uh, San Diego uh, game. What a crowd. What a freaking amazing turnout. Mm. And, uh, you know, that whole extra stand behind the poles, that was char- that was full, man. Yeah. You know, and, and well done San Diego here because, you you, you know, they, they also had to produce. Yeah. This wasn't a, a, just a, a shoe-in for them. Nolanwood game. And, uh, and sure. they, 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 they found what they needed. They had a little... Extra and Joe Peterson, who 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 he had a huge kick to put him up twelve. Who who who, who, yeah. who took the game away from from Nola, who were who were probably quite game up until then. And and one yeah, thing to look for, Barry, though, to next week, my MVP Mike Teo sprained his ankle, and uh, 
that's the type of thing where yeah. if you need to be back within the next two weeks, it's yeah. really hard to just strap up a strained ankle considering nah. you don't have you know cutting ability. And yeah, I mean, hopefully San Diego got some depth to cover him. I mean, I know he's been a huge player for them this year. You guys were talking him up last week, Mike Taylor, um and Baal yeah. Lucas. He's been a he's been massive for, for San Diego this year. So massive. yeah, if he's if he's out, they're going to miss him. Um, but we also were speaking about San Diego's depth, and that's why they are where they are in the uh, in, MLR. In, in, in MLR. And uh, yeah, they, they should be able to cover this, boys. Player of the game, your boy. Well, I say your boy because he's a Safa. There's plenty of Safa centers in the MLR. Uh, few, it was JP. Few Safas making big names for themselves in the MLR, but here's <laughs> another one. JP Duplessis. <laughs> yes, yeah. He uh, shoelace string tackled uh, Tristan Blewett uh, to save a try, and he actually forced two poaches uh, in the final 10 minutes. Man, San Diego right now is on. So Rooney's sitting here waiting on this game, and they see that they've been bailed out. Dare we say it was the uh, 2008. Uh, economy crashed. New York was bailed out by the taxpayers. In this case, it was San Diego. But, I mean, New York played a quarterfinal, win to get in, and they lost. But they, yet they're, they will yeah, advance through. Well, that, that's courtesy of a, a good start. Uh, they came out, I think they beat San Diego the very first game, if I remember correctly. I stand corrected here, but I seem to remember them coming out week one and knocking over San Diego in San Diego with a team that had if you think about how how could they have prepared for week one of Major League Rugby, given how horrific the weather was, they were probably having indoor gym sessions. Mm. Uh, they wouldn't have had a decent hit out that I'm aware of. I mean, they might have had a couple, but it would have been shitty, miserable conditions. Eventually, you just so that, 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 the snow. so, so, you, so you, you you're you're really yeah. only preparing for before. one type of rugby here. You, you're not even you're not even moving the ball if the weather's that bad. You, 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 so so they got really good at. At that, and I think that's that that's that stood them in pretty good stead through the through the season, and 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 that's why they're there. They 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 blood and guts. They've they've figured out the basics pretty well. Um, so you know, really really good year for you for Rooney this year, and uh, yeah, they've they, they they've done amazingly well actually. Uh, when you consider that they didn't have a team last year, there you go. So we have our semifinals. Yeah, we boys. Do. I'm I'm very very frothing right now. I'm okay. froth. You're frothing. I'm the top of a cappuccino right now. Just straight froth. More cap than Chino over here. Okay. We have the East versus West. San Diego Legion win the home field advantage. They will host number four, Rugby United, fresh off the bailout from the public. I'm saying this game is San Diego by 10. Home field advantage. So you got New York time. flying west. We know what a nightmare I'm, I'm, that is. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in agreement. I think we can just put our pig in the ground here and say San Diego will win this by 10 points. Um, the home crowd really impressed me. I, I know what a huge lift having that energy in the stands and those numbers in the stands will give San Diego now who are showing us new attendance records by the looks of it from MLR. Every week's a new record. And uh, that is very exciting um, to see. So, yeah, I, I'm with them. I think they've got everything to, behind them. They've got this team. They've got the great defensive record. I totally agree with the 10-point line. It, yeah. And uh, even that being said, I think I take Rooney to just, like, hedge that just by a couple points. But if I was betting on it, you know, if I was a betting man. Yeah. If I was a betting man. La 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 la
I'd have all the money in the world if I was a betting man. <laughs> Johnny, if you were a betting man, would you pick Rooney? Yeah, the ten point spread. I'm picking Rooney. Ooh, I mean, it's, it's tough, yeah, I'm a hedger, but uh, <laughs> but the ten point line is really solid. So you yeah. think Rooney gonna go there and do it? And they're I think they're gonna piss on their parade. They're ready? They no, well, win the game. But they might not win, but they'll, they'll crack the ten. All right. Okay. I think they're professional enough that in a way game doesn't phase them. Like they no. Rooney every week this year. Mm. I think in my mind, I said this game is gonna be a seven point game. They're the only mm. team that I was like, nobody's going to blow out New York. Like, right. they're that good. Uh, while we're on, Rooney, um, just some really, really good seasons out, out of this East Coast team. And I imagine how competitive it's going to get when guys like Bassero show up saying, mm. I don't want to get paid anything. I just want to experience New York. Like, Oh, he's getting paid. No, he'll get paid, John. He'll get paid. Uh, but... The, the the roster is going to get so competitive because pros will see what Bastero did. They'll tell their agent, hey, I, I want to play in New York. Guys, it's exactly what we need in Major League Rugby. And, you know, it's it, it, this is uh, in any sports league in this country that's been successful, understands the importance of star power. And yeah, Bastero is a, a great player. I mean, he's a, a he's French only twenty nine. He's yeah, he's got a couple what? of seasons left. A thirty, whatever. He's a, he's a, he's not the. Do you know how old he is? I heard he was like 29, 30-ish. He looks like he's uh, twenty nine or thirty donuts a morning. Which one? <laughs> well, that's it. So, so he's gonna come over here. Like he's gonna yeah, is, he's gonna get on the American food, and it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, oh, you got me. All right, fuck right. It's a terrible idea. A million times Polynesians come in. You have a hard time with the American, American corn food. Fuck, I forgot food. about that. So Best Road already has a hard enough time keeping the pounds off. He's a he's a center in a props body. Hey, well, he's going to come over and live in New York City. You know the so size gonna, of the pizza pies there? Dude, if he even stays half fit, he's going to crash it. Okay, let's be honest. No, the guy's open 24 hours. French international current dude. He's in the French team right now. Okay, the French are struggling. You, you, you he's, he is going to be a big player for New York if he comes in next year. I can big player. You. Huge come on. player. He's going to come. <laughs> in New York he's uh, going to join Soul Cycle. Oh, he's going to lose 50 they pounds they're going to score a lot of tries through the midfield the defense is not that strong <laughs> in Major League Rugby he, I think he'll make a big impact I'd and like then he's going to come on Rugby pick him and I think we'll so. have Charles translate I think so alright next game well actually there was one more game this week Yeah, yeah. it could have possibly been the biggest upset in Major League Rugby but Austin lost they went over um, what was the final 38-24 Seattle Seawolves defend their fucking crown. They're back in the playoffs. They got home field in the semis. Uh, for a second there, the bloggers were very worried. Uh, everybody got on the old MLR rugby side and said, Oh, my God, Starfire's booked for next week with a kids' soccer tournament. <laughs> I'm, I'm called Geppetto. Pinocchio needs a new nose. Either way. Uh, it appears that the Seawolves have worked with Starfire to move the tournament a little earlier in the day and have the playoff game in the afternoon. Um, so we're we're all we're okay here. It's a it's a win win, really, guys. You know, not a lose lose. The Seattle Seawolves will host the Toronto Arrows Sunday at Starfire Stadium. Gentlemen, this is a pick 'em. Yeah, both teams are so good. I, I only say. It's like it's it's been so long since Toronto's played on the road. It's very hard for us to give them road cred, but they're they're the hottest team in the MLR. They've won seven straight. So let's say Seattle three point favorites. Three. Where are we going with this? 
I like that three. I'll point be back line. when I get back. I from like the that three point line and Seattle to cover. Yeah, and when it go to the final. Yeah, I I I I I, I agree. I think uh, Seattle at home will have enough um, to beat uh, Toronto. They've had a a pretty good run. Toronto. That I mean, you know, gutsy performance. But Seattle is strong enough up, up front to to cope with what they've got. I think so. Uh, I and, think Seattle pack can front up and against then, them. And then that little bit of X factor with Matty Turner up wide. Yeah, that, that that's a big. And then Hutton, I think, is a huge player for for Seattle. The eight. He's going to keep. He's going to really cause. He's he's you know he he sets up so many attacking platforms for them. So I think strength so, against strength, right? So yeah. so Toronto being just very good fundam- fundamentally and in the pack. Yeah. Um. Seattle can neutralize. They can that negate that a little yep. bit, and then they have you know the likes of Turner. Yeah. Uh, and they can and have scored some terrific tries from deep inside their own half. So they're they're a great kind of punch team. Seattle, you know, big physical forwards who put you under a lot of pressure. And then if you go to sleep, they'll they'll, they'll strike from deep as well because they've got the pace to do it out wide. So I, I've, I've liked Seattle right from the start, no and, and I liked them again uh, this week. So yeah, uh, Seattle it is uh, to go through, and probably five points for me. Five, tell you yeah. what, boys, what would you say? It'd be a real shame if Seattle took the semifinal lightly. Oh no, <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking. <laughs> Seattle's gonna win at home. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Toronto. It's that type of caveman team, but they don't have enough dynamicness to, extra, to get Mac Turner. And the home fans, guys. I, I tell you, know, you right it's now. It's a big, big deal for the semi. You know, it's a, it's a home fans. Richie Walker's been big, doing big a big strange deal. thing with this lineup, but Eric Duchelle, everybody knows him, who's played the in, beast. in the past you know, decade of American rugby. The Beast. Back when he played for Belmont Shore, he'd come up to altitude here and play the Barbos, and I swear to God, I've never felt more sore from tackling one player than Eric Duchelle. The dude fucking runs north-south so incredibly hard. It's extremely <laughs> frustrating as a defender because you're like, fuck, uh, I'm in for one today. Either way, he's going to come off. The, they've been using him off the bench, which yeah. I think sometimes when you're a really, really flexible athlete, mm. the coach, in a way it works against you. The coach is like, I don't want to start you. I want to be able to put you wherever Impact the hell I want. Exactly. This is Mark. Phil Mack's been playing well, scrum half off the bench all year. There are these guys who have – who have the ability to play in real bursts and, and, and create that impact that a coach is looking for. And, and no, no player wants to get that role. But, but, but if you're good at it, but if you're good team, at it, he's and a you're military a team man. guy. He's a military guy who will do his, do his job. And coaches know yeah. that if, if you're not going to get sore about right. not getting started because you know you're yeah. a team player, yeah. that I can bring you in and your fitness level is high, you can bring an absolute spark. That's what an impact sub is all about. Well, it's, and, and often those are the game breakers, and, and, and that's such an important role, especially in test match rugby. I don't see why it shouldn't be as important in, in, in major league rugby yeah, yeah. And, and, and well within the coaches' yeah, thinking. Yeah. Johnny, what does uh, Harpo say? About doing your job with no Know your role. You gotta know your role. Make your tackles. And I think <laughs> that Harpo's axiom on, on rugby life it rings truer now than ever. The teams that are going through have strong defenses. As they say, defense wins wins championships. No, We're gonna see Nolan who Glendale are at home. Who fronts up at, with their defense. Nolan and Glendale were the offense of the year, and they're not playing in the playoffs. So, hey, defense wins championships. And you know what? Wins, Barry, get you in. Wins get you in. They do. They do. Nola just didn't win enough games. They got the bonus points all over the park, but they went 9-7. and seven. Are you having a, a, a John Madden moment? 
you know, you, you got to win the game if you want to win the league. You know? Wins get you in. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got wins to, are important <laughs> until the end of the season. When well, you know, think, to, to, to be fair to Brendan, I think John. he's talking about losing bonus points, having a, having an impact yeah. on where yeah. you end in the log. And yeah, sure. it is a, it is a factor. But um, you know, it hasn't worked out for Nola, and and we we did call that one as well, guys. We we said last week all four plus Nola missing outside. That was a full house for for rugby pick and uh, pundits. So it's there well, you go. Gentlemen. Hey, if, if anybody's still gambling before it's legalized in the U.S., <coughs> Elliot Dylan Herzog, degenerate. <coughs> Uh, take Rugby Pickham's votes. Hey, that's my friend you're talking about. Take him to the bank. Uh, Laura, do you want to make a guest pick real quick? We basically have East versus West Coast this weekend in the semis. Who are you going with? West. West, West Coast Rugby. West Coast. Zod, eh? West is the best. Rap from the East Coast. Oh, all right. Rap from the East Coast. I like that. East Coast Rap, West Coast yeah. Rugby. There we go. Yeah. Let's go with the favorites. We'll see what happens. Holy shit. Boys, I'm refreshing my computer. There's actually breaking news. I'm kidding. It's not breaking. This is our second cut. I'm an asshole. I didn't plug the mic in. Yeah. Uh, but Davey Williams has stepped down as Glendale's coach. Uh, we were very surprised. We were sitting here, and Barry's going to go ahead and read you Mark Bullock's statement that was okay, published. So, so we had a, an announcement here for local Denver rugby fans, which is going to come as a bit of a shock and surprise, but uh, uh, from the Glendale Raptors uh, Facebook page and via Twitter, uh, the Glendale Raptors today announced that head coach David Williams has left the organization. And then a quote here, we appreciate the foundation that David has built in Glendale. And these decisions are never easy, unquote. And said Mark Bullock, director of rugby. And then a further quote here, ultimately my job is to ensure that the needs of the organization and the needs of the players are aligned. I wish David the best in his future endeavors. Uh, unquote. Uh, Glendale will be restructuring its coaching staff in the coming months. Restructuring. Such a corporate message. So yeah, that that, that sounds like uh, we need to be like the girlfriend who breaks down a text right now. Barry, what did that mean? Well, <laughs> a remarkably cold sort of corporate uh, you know, letter to the press. Um, yeah. And one can only assume that things haven't ended well there, unfortunately, based on that comment anyway. Um, there may be, I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but Davies uh, stepped down or, or been asked to, to leave either way. Um, I think it, I think it's, um, it's the, Glendale have got to the point in their life cycle where they, they want to consider a new coach or Dave has decided that uh, he doesn't want to continue. But nonetheless, it's, it's, it's a sad day because I, I think he's done, a, he's done a great job here in Colorado. Uh, I thought the statement sold him a little bit short of his efforts so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's and, sterile, um, and, it's, and you can see straight through it. I, you know, Mark Bullocks has invested himself into Glendale and into rugby forever, and it 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 doesn't seem like necessarily uh, verbiage that he would choose to put out publicly. So it's got to be awkward for him, too, because you work alongside somebody in an organization. And we all, we've all we all had, you know, the, these experiences in the corporate world, uh, well, a lot of us have, where, you know, the email that gets put out about somebody, it's like, okay, so what's the real story? And everyone's like, okay, so yeah. what really happened? Yeah, so let's yeah, get yeah, to yeah, the so canteen like, and so have some like, coffee and, and figure this out. Okay, so like... Oh. You leave it on your own terms. Yeah. What, or what happened? What's the deal? What happened? So I think we can all see what the deal is. Um, it, it's unfortunate. Glendale 
they, they had a short rope and they had to ha- hang one person with it. I, I think Dave was uh, the martyr in this situation. You know, nobody nobody's perfect, but I think you know he's he, anyone that invests himself is into rugby should be lauded for that. And uh, he's going to land us. He's going to be just fine. But uh, it's kind of awkward. It's yeah. awkward. It's awkward for the organization. They have standards, and you should have standards. Um, yeah, they, well, I will they say that, that Dave that Dave had you know has come out of this pretty well, Johnny. I mean, he, he's actually done a good job. I think anybody else out there that's looking for a, a good solid coach to come in, this guy has done enough with Glendale from the get go to suggest that he he's got a he's got something to offer somebody else. So I, I think it's I think it's that there will be opportunities for Dave going forward. He's, a, he's very done. tight network in rugby. Yeah. Um, you earn your reputation, yeah, right? I think so, he's I think he's done that. We I wish mean, him boys, let's let's not forget they were a score last year away from being the MLR champions. Correct. Now yeah. they've gone seven, seven, and two, and it's a bit oh. yeah, faux pas. You know, one one wobble, <laughs> one wobble, and that. And, and if that is the case, I feel very sorry for Dave because it was one wobble mid-season. You know, a lot of a lot of Glendale's players were away at that point. Uh, Bichet, if you remember, oh, uh, I remember. You know, the ARC. We lot, a lot of Glendale's guys weren't there. Yeah. And and it was a t- it wasn't an easy season. All know, right. it, but but well, well but, Barry, the good thing is they pay us to speculate. So yeah. let's throw some names in the hat. Right. And can you imagine if we had oh, Vegas? Take a poll right now. We're putting lines in for right. who's going to get the job. Right. I'll actually start with a serious candidate, uh, Pete Borlais. Mm-hmm. He was named as the Ford's coach this year. Uh, he's I'm extremely biased because he's also my coach of two years with the Barbos. Love the guy to death. Uh, absolute player coach to the max. Digs in with the boys, mm-hmm. just grunts down, pays Kiwi style ball. He's a forward for Canterbury get for years. Stuck in them, stuck in, get stuck in. All he knows how to do yeah, is get I'll stuck in there with you, mate. You know, <laughs> you sit around and talk rugby, you get um, coffee. Yeah. No, Pete would be great. I don't know what direction they're trying to go in. Um, we floated it in the previous episode that I stupidly didn't record uh, that potentially there was going to be an international hire. Do you think Glendale has the checkbook to go out and bag somebody big in the biz? Yeah, that's my that's my bet. Is that they're going international? They're going to go to the UK. They're going to go somewhere in, in Europe, maybe in South South Africa with their connections there, um, because they want and they can recruit mm. somebody with a bit of more of a pedigree and a resume. Mm. Yeah, I I I I think it's possibly part of their thinking, and um, you know the, the the watered down message we got there from from Bullock about uh, you know Davey helping them with their foundation, um, slapping the face a bit, <laughs> a little bit, man. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. So so yeah, I I think maybe maybe the club is 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 speculating on an overseas coach yeah and it certainly has the backing and the uh, facility and the infrastructure to to, to make that move now and that's not a and, bad thing for and, rugby and if again that's rugby, then let's do it we can all talk trash about glendale because they're a marketing organization and they we need a they, successful brand here they tout themselves they at every opportunity but they do what they do well take you know take the good with the bad and what they may do if they recruit some high name you know coach what that brings is opportunity. I mean, that, that that person then comes into the pipeline. They may eventually, you know, have a chance to be involved at the USA rugby level. USA rugby is right up the street in Boulder. So, like, there are there are benefits to their ability to invest some money into. It will be a well sought after job. Uh, dare we say, old uh, Chuck Crowley? 
Throw his name in the hat. Old Chucky. Well, you know, Brendan, I don't know. I'm a little busy right now. Got a job out on uh, Stapleton and Alameda. Oh, I heard some fire. You know, just uh, do my thing. (laughs) No, and I mean, you know, we'll see who they hire. Uh, Hopefully, they'll we'll be a rugby pick'em fan, and we can get them down on on the mic as soon as possible. My my phone hasn't rung yet, boys, but um, (laughs) I'm I'm sure Mayor Donovan's got me on a short list. Oh my god. When we finally get Donovan in studio, folks, it's going to be fucking fireworks. All right? You just wait. We'll make sure that we're at least, uh, you know, multiple beers or hookers I'll deep, to, whatever I, I will have comes to up. get the scotch cabinet yeah. refilled oh, before yeah. that yeah. happens. Either way. Uh, we had one last game during the regular season. Uh, it would have been the greatest upset of rugby history, but Austin Elite stapled their 0 for season. Can we do 30 seconds on Austin and then put them to bed? Uh, yeah, uh, you, you speculated we may have an upset, but then, you know, reality set back in and you came back down to earth. Uh, I said it would be comfortable. I didn't want to put a points on it. Johnny, you did. You said 17. The result was by 12. I think that's a pretty successful uh, collective yeah. prediction there from us. Um, and unfortunate, that's it for Austin. It is an offer. Yeah. Uh, as we are they going to put the bus in reverse, Barry? Uh, <laughs> you know, if if the people of Austin can see the comedy in this a little bit and 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 understand get that much more and, 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 up and, for and, next and, and get past it <laughs> and get past it because it is and, and it, it is tough for the players and and we we spoke last week about what's going to happen there and yep, there's going to be a new team next year. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, it's 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 a horrible year for Austin guys and and we, you know no way to I, sugarcoat I, it. There isn't any way to sugarcoat. <laughs> I don't I'm, think I'm, it's I'm looking possible. for something here. I'm looking for something. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying hard, but it is it yeah. is it uh, is. Dell Diamond hosted an Eagles match back in the ARCs, and yeah, the players were there to watch. It's good. That's the Austin highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they'll be back. Yeah, uh, they Todd Clever. In, in Clever, we believe. Yeah, yeah we, we trust. We're, we're behind you guys, and yeah. and and we we wish you all the trust. best, and I'm sure some smart calls will be made in the boardroom so that's it seattle uh seattle gets through are we gonna pick them we need to pick them we gotta pick them what's the name of the show rugby picking so i hear talking rugby telling stories rugby pick rooney at san diego is the first game saturday a little 4-1 right there did we already do the picks? Yeah, we already did. Did we already do the picks? We already did. That's the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first take is better than that one. <laughs>
and, and, and be conscious of your talk All time. Right. 30, 30 seconds is good. Okay. Okay, we'll hold you to it. As long as you, yeah. All right. Let's, hold on. Let's advice. have a start check. No, no. I get to go Everyone for at least a, a minute 30 because what I've got to say is much fears. more important. Crosby. Microphone is plugged Crosby, in. was that your breath that I'm smelling or is that like your ass? What is it? No, she's a stink machine. That's a butt. It's a butt. All right. Check, check, check. Check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Guys, we're live. One, two. It's plugged in. One, two. Okay. What that brings to the flanker position. So you look at the back row opportunities with Danny Barrett and specifically Ben Pinkelman as well and what they would bring to the back row. And that that's a difference maker when you're trying to knock off in a very difficult pool for the U.S., when you're trying to wa- knock off at least one, you're trying to beat Tonga. One, you got to beat Tonga. We're gonna beat England. Um, but boys, I first have a confession to tell you. I have an addiction. I'm picking Utah all the time, even though it doesn't make any sense. I just keep picking them, and uh, they don't win when I pick them. So we have our semifinals. Yeah, we Boys, do. I'm, I'm very, very frothing right now. I'm you're, froth. You're frothing? I'm the top of a cappuccino right now. It's just straight froth. More cap than chino over here. Okay. We have the East versus West. If I was a betting man. Yeah? If I was a betting man. La 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 I'd have all the money in the world if I was a betting man. Johnny, if you were a betting man, would you pick Rooney? Yeah. Johnny, what does uh, Harpo say about doing your job? With now know your role. You got to know your role. Make your... I'm having a, a, a John Madden moment. You know, you, you got to win the game if you want to win the league. You know? Wins get you in. Holy shit. Boys, I'm refreshing my computer. There's actually breaking news. I'm kidding. It's not breaking. This is our second cut. I'm an asshole. I didn't plug the mic in. Anyone that invests themselves into rugby should be lauded for that. That point, uh, be shy if you remember. Oh, uh, I remember. Yeah. Invest some money into it, will be a well sought after job. Uh, dare we say, old uh, Chuck Crowley throw his name in the hat, old Chucky. Well, you know, Brendan, I don't know, I'm a little busy right now. Yeah, it's uh, Whispers. Rugby Pistol. <laughs> there are the dogs. Hey guys, it's Whispers. What are you hearing? I hear that Salt and Peppa are coming out with a new album. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, Taylor's Bays. And it's an homage to Taylor Howden. <laughs> 
whispers in South Africa. Yeah, I got one there. No. Hey, listen. There was a whisper that you guys have the fastest rugby team in sevens. And South Africa were the second place. <laughs> and unfortunately, South Africa won the bronze medal. And you guys came forward. So <sighs> we would, I think we're back. Yeah. Fastest okay. Sevens team. I'll give you that. It happened. But we're the grittiest. Because Pickle went, um, guys, I heard, I heard a whisper. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's uh, another ownership opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be, uh, he's part of the, the Dallas package. Cubes is going big. He's already done uh, a Shark Tank episode to narrow down. His, his co-owners and uh, at the same time he did a Shark Tank episode to narrow down his players for 2022 so the Cubes is ready for Dallas 2022 well in hey if you guys haven't seen it yet look up images Mark Cuban what is it Elephant, what what is it? The elephant race. I'm sure we'll be our Googlers will be able to figure it out. Mark Cuban elephant. What, what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny's unbuttoning his pants. Oh no, wait, he's unbuttoning his fanny pack. Oh, oh, Jesus. oh, Jesus. oh my god, <laughs> that, that was just too weird. Sorry, everyone. All right, okay, it's all right. I have more, <laughs> I have more whispers. <laughs> the other day yeah. uh, word is that you might show up to Sunday Touch one day <laughs> but the uh, the handicappers are putting it at a very very low odds so your spread is about 7 points <laughs> <laughs> it is 9 o'clock so if anybody's in Denver Sunday 9am right. North High North High I can tell you that's one heck of a game in touch yeah. I need to be down there yeah. I'm not sure I will be but you guys need to be down. Hey, Johnny. Yes, BT. Let's do a state of the rugby union honoring the club sevens that was in Ohio this week. Johnny. Club 15s. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Club 15s national championships. Johnny, I know you love to uh, lay homage to club sports, especially club rugby. Who won this weekend? Who yeah. are the national champions of USR? Uh, Sacramento Amazons won the D2 Women's Nationals. I got that much information. All five for the Sacramento Amazons. Can you talk to me about the Mexico Huns? The Vatos. What happened there? They defended their dynasty in the Enscrow. They won another Enscrow tournament in Philly. Uh, the Vatos are a powerhouse of the Southwest Barry yeah. in sevens, uh, producing many professionals as Kayvon Williams and Jeremy Misainanu, a.k.a. The Missile. Yeah, and so, you and I were down there last year with you oh, to we see what's going on firsthand. And uh, they definitely got something going on down there, be shy. And, Barry, and what the did they tell you there? about training? Yeah, okay. So quick, quick one for you, rugby pick'em, like serious rugby fan. So as a coach you got a lot of stuff to deal with, right? The Vatos down there in New Mexico 
trying at 6 a.m. Three times a week. 6 a.m., boys and girls. So that is some serious commitment. That, and they actually chose to do that. That wasn't something that was forced upon them. They elected as a team to do that. Because um, everybody works side jobs. Uh, they do side jobs. They have to study. They've got classes in the evenings. So they figured out that 6 to 8 a.m. was inexcusable. The best time for them as a, as a group to train. So... You know, amazing culture. I, I I loved my trip down there with you, uh, Brendan. It was a good time. And we had a good time and we got a good licking from them, um, us being Colorado School of Mines. But the Vatos have, have, have got a really cool and very special culture going and they're producing some great athletes that USA Rugby are benefiting from now. So, And I saw a couple this year that I think will possibly join the likes of... Uh, Kevin Williams? Uh, Williams. Hopefully one day. Well, I know well, their first stop is with the Denver Barbarians in Rugby Sevens <laughs> this summer. Are we still recording? Yeah, John. What do you like? Do you want to rip us off subject? As Barry said, folks, for the record, I've already apologized. I didn't plug the mic in. Okay, it was we're all not our talking fault. about the past. No, John, just John, I'm talking about the past because we're not talking about the past. We learned when the mistake was made. I had a freak out, okay, naturally. I are had you to better, go outside and scream. Are you better now for it? And Johnny didn't really want to re-record, but old Barry Herbert sat here and said, boys, we're just talking about rugby. How hard could it be? <laughs> so cheers to Baza for taking the village. If I two. went home This is not- take two, folks. It's it's the, take, we, we're still debating whether take one was better or not, but uh, this is take two. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah. Uh, it was I a think lot take of fun. two take was you. different because it of was. take one. I know we enjoyed the show. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> Thank you for having me again, boys. It's been great. Huh? Cheers. All right. All right. Play the trumpets again. Hey, did we talk about David ah! Williams already? I can't remember. If yes. The, oh, we did. Okay. Was that the first show or the second show? <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on. Breaking news, boys. Oh. <laughs> I do have breaking news. This is not. It can't always be. The breaking. Jeopardy champion. Jesus Christ. James Holtzhauer. <laughs> streak just ended. Shy of the record. Okay. This guy was the most dominant player in years. He came up short of Ken Jennings's 5.2 million. But... Johnny, could you say he was the cockiest guy ever on Jeopardy? Holtzauer defeated by Emma Botcher. She dethroned him as the uh, she de- New York. <laughs> she deflowered him. The New York Times quote dethroned him. <laughs> uh, Barry, what's the inside scoop on this Jeopardy yeah, game over New here? New York Times quote. That's just because Game of Thrones is so popular that they're trying <laughs> to like use like they're trying to channel uh, Amelia Clark's character in like. Yeah. Within like uh, goddamn dragon Emma Botcher, the yeah. one day Jeopardy champion, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, nah, I have my own theories. Breaking news all day at Rugby Pick'em, talking rugby, telling stories. Rugby Pick'em, Pick'em, Rugby Pick'em. What a cut! Second one was way better.
and Kawhi Leonard. He's been an absolute beast in this playoff series, averaging almost 31 points, almost nine rebounds, and the fans in Toronto have been going absolutely wild in this area called Jurassic Park just outside the Scotiabank Arena. And there's also rumored to be a lot of celebrities at Game 2 tonight, a lot of golfers in town for the Canadian Open, which is next weekend. So we'll probably see the likes of Brooks Ketka, uh, Rory McIlroy at tonight's game. I've also heard there's a rumor that President Barack Obama may be at the game tonight because he had an event in Ottawa yesterday. And as we all know, he's a huge sports fan.